Hello and welcome back to Football on the Rocks. I am Joe Niehoff, your host for yet another season. Tonight I am joined by just one of the other two, Bobby. My brother Bobby Niehoff here with us tonight. How you doing, Bob? Doing good tonight. It's been doing a while. Good. Doing good. It's been a bit. Yeah, this is nice getting the new season started. A couple of weeks away from training camp going. It's a good feeling. Hey, I'm excited. I, I can't agree with you more. I'm ready for fantasy football season. Neighborhood guys are talking about getting a couple leagues together. At least one of them for sure I'm going to participate in, which just adds yet another league to my list. But it's always fun. We always enjoy it, so I can't complain. Um, and looking for, I mean, listen, as a Vikings fan, I don't know about you, Bob, but I'm pretty excited. I think uh, new coaching staff is looking good. You know, I can't complain. I'm pretty excited about it. See how, the, see how we do. But I'm always optimistic. Never the pessimist, and that's just how I am. Yeah, I I feel the same way. I got my Duck Duck Grey Duck Viking shirt on right now. There you go. I'm in my my man cave, which is full of Viking stuff. Some new Viking stuff, or somewhat was old as new because I got it from the where it once was to now here. So you know, I'm just I'm I'm sprucing up the place, making it look a little bit like Minnesota. Yeah. Well, what you drinking tonight? What you got in your cup, brother? Um, so Lupulin, my favorite brewery here in, uh, town, uh, Big Lake here that I live in, uh, they did a, a series over the summer here of collaborations with other places. This one's with, a uh, Narrow Gauge Brewing Company. Um, it's called Reduced Stability, which I think is just the perfect name for me tonight. Really <laughs> reduced stability. Yeah. Uh, it just opened it, so I have not had a taste of it yet. This is, of course, a double IPA. Um, so we'll see how that's feeling tonight. I like it. Uh, get into it, and I'll, I'll get a little bit more of a uh, an analysis of it as we go. I like it. I like it a lot. Well, I've been trying a number of different bourbons during our off-season, uh, just testing things out, seeing what I like, seeing what I don't like. I had one tonight at the restaurant called Old Forester. It's not anything new. I'm sure all you bourbon drinkers have heard of it. Uh, it was my first time uh, tonight. I just did their original or you know original blend. Uh, solid, solid drink. I enjoyed it thoroughly. Without uh, you know just one ice ball. I'm working on that. I, uh, I am also, uh, I have purchased, so I can't wait for them to get here, the uh, rock that is in the shape of a football. So, yeah, I'm going to have some nice cold ice cube footballs to put in my drinks for our football on the rock conversations. Um, but tonight, uh, one of the ones that I've, I've always liked, and, and I, I enjoy mentioning this one because, honestly, for the price it's just tough to beat this comp- this brand, if you want to call it that. Um, I've tried almost all of their bourbons at this point, uh, or their whiskeys, and I'm trying a new one, or not a new one tonight. I've had a couple glasses out of it, uh, but Redwood Empire. So you, you, those who've listened in the past know that one of my favorite is Wet- Redwood Empire, the Pipe Dream. It's the Red Label, delicious, great bottle. Tonight, I am doing the Redwood Empire Lost Monarch. It is a blend of straight whiskeys. Um, 
And it is, it's, it's a very solid, I'll give you the description they give you on the back of the bottle here. But anyway, Lost Monarch is a blend of straight rye whiskeys with straight bourbon whiskeys. It is aged at least three years. And then it's in like Northern California. So you get the, the hot and cold, which is a, it's a big deal for, you know, trying to make a good solid bourbon uh, or whiskey in general. So very good. Um, I mean, again, like I said, I just, there's, there's no price you're getting. I mean, we're talking a $30 bottle, $40 bottle. Um, I think the most expensive they have is like a $60 bottle. So, you know, when you're looking for, again, a good, fairly inexpensive bourbon for yourself or scotch or not scotch, I'm sorry, uh, whiskey for yourself, Redwood Empire, I don't think you're going to go wrong. So for our first show tonight, anything else you want to add on the drinking? I know we like to do that, but you know, I I don't think we need to take too much time. We got plenty of football to talk about. Lots of changes. I was going to say, as you were talking, I was taking a couple sips of this reduced stability and uh, um, looking up narrow gauge a little bit more. They're actually out of Missouri, this narrow gauge um, brewing company. And they got a couple different hops. There's like a little bit of a, a vanilla taste to it that's coming from the Lotus hops that they use, which is uh, really a unique flavor to have in an IPA. It kind of lightens it up a little bit, makes it really easily drinkable um just wanted to well you gotta you gotta add it in i mean you don't have any other time so you you know these first you know four or five minutes this is what it's about so yeah yeah and it's it's one it's a type of hops that you don't really see all too much um but man does it it just i don't know it changes the the whole thing there's like a little bit of orange flavor to it as well um really unique profile there you go um if you do find a beer out there with it i i do highly recommend it um if you are you know paying attention to the different hop varietals that are being put into your beer so uh, it's really nice when when companies do these collaborations like this uh, because they can get really unique and get some of those more um different hops and different grains into their beer that they're putting out um more and more companies are doing that and so as we go along this off season that they uh lupulin had a four pack of different breweries that they did this with and so i will be sampling them each and every time uh, this one was that one from narrow gauge again they're out of missouri so if you are one of our missouri uh fans look out for them they they got some good stuff here. Yeah, good deal. Good deal. All right. Well, let's talk a little bit about what tonight's going to be about for our listeners. Uh, this is kind of the kickoff show for the year. Obviously, we're missing John. So it's not you know anything too crazy between me and Bob tonight, but we did want to cover a few things, get a show out for everybody. <laughs> Excuse me, Bunker. <laughs> My dog wanted to be in the show. He and, always does. Yeah. There's not, I don't know that we've had an episode that he didn't want to be in it. In but, the, he's, he's replacing John. Yeah, that's his, he's, he's putting in his two cents for us. Um, anyway, so uh, so tonight we're, again, cover a couple of things. Just kind of get it out of the way. Get us a show for you guys. Uh, and, and those uh, that did listen to us last year, here's your first one to say, I guess what, we're doing it again. And hopefully you enjoy it. Um, I know we do every single time we do it, and heck, that's all I really care about. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, why don't 
you know, I'll, I'll, Bobby, I'll kind of talk about the second half. Why don't you tell everybody what the first half of tonight's show is going to be about? Uh, so tonight we're going to talk about kind of your impact players um, and more so looking at those that had changed teams or are new to the league even um, and just trying to see what are those big changes that have happened over the offseason and who are kind of your big winners and losers when it comes to that. Yeah, and I think some of that too, I'm going I'm to ask you some questions, Bobby, as one of the experts obviously and just say, hey, what do you think of this guy going here? And Bobby's going to kind of do the same thing back to me. Joe, what do you think of this guy going there? And how do you think it'll, uh, how do you think that'll pan out for those players and so on and so forth? Uh, Bob, with the statistics, he'll also probably go in depth on, oh, well, you know, the first year for a guy in a new offense, his stats aren't going to be quite as good. You get the idea. Um, Stealing my thunder. (laughs) So you'll hear some of that as we go through tonight. The second half of tonight is going to be, um, more about the different types of leagues, maybe some stuff on, you know, what does your league do that is, you know, fun for like a, a last place deal to kind of keep people engaged. So at the end of the season, you don't have those kind of dead teams as we call them. Um, you know, how do we kind of keep things alive in the different leagues that we're in and just some suggestions and then some other fun leagues that are out there. Uh, maybe a little bit of advice around it, but we're not trying to have an hour long show tonight. So that kind of gives you an idea, which means our show will go an hour and 45. Yeah, that's usually how it goes. Maybe we'll break it up into two. Who knows? Anyway, why don't we start? Uh, we're going to kind of break this up by divisions, uh, to or conference or yeah, I guess divisions to try and, uh, get through some of these things, you know, these, these different places fairly quickly. I pulled up, uh, just ESPN real quick and, and looking at the NFL teams. So, Bob, we're going to start with the AFC East. Um, so I don't know if you're prepared or ready for that, but as we go into it, I'm going to ask you the first question on the first team, the Buffalo Bills, uh, kind of a busy backfield with um, brother Cook coming in there. Uh, what's your opinion on what that looks like? Any any thoughts on Buffalo's changes on offense? Um, we'll get some clarity, I think, more so as the offseason goes on. Seems as though um, they weren't too keen on some of their other running field besides um, Mr. Singletary. He actually carried my team to a, a little bit of a championship at the end of, the, of last regular season. Um, big on, uh, who is it, Mr. Moss um, in the backfield there. He didn't do anything. He had a great opportunity. It was really anybody's backfield to, to steal. And I think that still is the case to a certain degree. They did find a rhythm there, though. And so uh, we'll see what what the, what the uh, offseason has in store and uh, how that offense. Yeah, and with uh, Singletary, well, former Jet as wide receiver, um, who could, you know, make a little bit of noise um, if you want a deeper flyer later in the rounds. Um, you know, great wide receiver to be able to grab. Yeah, and I think, uh, you know, just to put my two cents on there, you know, Singletary is a fourth-year running back. This will be his fourth year in the NFL. Um, Running backs don't have a a terribly long uh, shelf life, but I I would tell you with with Cook in particular, he's the one that I'd be eyeing if I'm, you know, looking at a late-round flyer on this team. Cook is the one that I'm kind of maybe picking out. The reason why, uh, he's a very versatile back, okay? He's not one of those guys that, he can pound it up the middle if you need him to. I mean, he's 
as pure size goes, you know, you're looking at Devin Singletary. He's 5'7", 203 pounds. Zach Moss, 5'9", 205. And then you got James Cook, 5'11", 190. I mean, you know, you put on some don't NFL forget, weight. Don't kid's gonna be... they, they did bring in Duke Johnson as well. Yeah, so there, there's going to be a mix there. I, honestly, I think Duke, Duke's going to be the odd man out. I think James becomes more the wide receiving, you know, kind of back because he did a little bit of that with uh, Georgia as a bulldog. Um, but I, I think it's one of those situations to me where he's a guy that can be so much more if given the opportunity. If you look at just pure size, ability, he's younger, fresher, uh, it, there's a chance. Now, here's the reality. Let's get into the Buffalo Bills for a second. Um they pass the ball like 75% of the time. So, right. And, it, and when they run it, Josh Allen is going to take 10 carries. You know, you know what I'm saying? So we're, we're talking about a minimum here, uh minimum thing here. So right. Right. There. And I disagree with your take on Johnson. You're not going to pay someone and have them come in just to cut them or not use them. He'll get used. He'll be on the, daily roster i think when when game days come out oh, well i don't know his contract but i don't know that they would have paid him too much money yeah but they just signed him they're not going to sign him and then cut him or not use him if anybody's the odd man out it's ma well i i don't disagree with that on on man out being moss in this particular situation but i, I again i don't know what his contract is you know they could have yeah. signed him and said hey it's a you know you get a roster bonus or whatever bs who knows what the contract says he may well, be an odd man out just because of the way the contract's written to transition a little bit away from from Buffalo, I think we've kind of done everything we can there. Uh, Miami is a little bit more interesting. They also have a very uh, dynamic backfield with all the people that they've brought in. They got more running backs that I could even remember a team having. Right. Not that they're all good. They're all kind of bad, but they yeah. got a lot of them. <laughs> Right, they're all. I would say that they're all mediocre, and they need a good offensive line in order to do something. Uh, yeah, because we've seen Ricky. So let's be. Let's try to be a little bit quick with their running backs because I think there's more to talk about with them. Pick one. You pick one. I'll pick one. <sighs> um, who's making the most? Uh, is it Raheem Mostert? He's got a one-year deal for $3.125 million. All right, you, got, you pick Raheem. I don't want any analysis. That's just who you picked. I'm yeah. picking Chase Edmonds. No analysis, just that's the – if I'm picking it back, that's the guy I'm getting. Um, yeah. And, and guys, listen, I, I honestly – I'd probably stick a, stay away from that backfield. There's going to be so much sharing in there. You know, Mostert might get the goal line carries, and then Michelle might get the goal line carries the next game, and then – uh, Gaskin gets in. There. I mean, holy cow, guys! It's just there's gonna. I don't know. They, they got to do something with that. It's just nuts. There's one one player that's way more interesting to talk about in yeah in Miami. Uh, Tyreek Hill. So I, I'm more curious. I want to ask this question because we had a little bit of this conversation throughout the year last year. But Jalen Waddle was was kind of the poor man's version of Tyreek Hill. Okay, the way that they used him, he got some of those short passes. Then he got some long. You know, that that was at least my opinion of it. How do you think that dynamic's going to work with both of them there? Um, gosh, I think it, it might be a case where they kind of feast off of each other and, you know, the snake eats its own tail sort of thing. Yeah, I agree. I think it's going to be one of them's going to have a good week, then the next week the other one's going to have a good week. Mm-hmm. I, I really th- – I 
And and if they both have good weeks, it's going to be because they both got like six catches and a touchdown. You know what I'm saying? Right. And when when you're drafting them, Hill has the bigger name. He's been in the league a little bit longer. I see him going earlier in drafts, which in a weird way makes Waddle a value. <laughs> like right. if I wanted one of the two, the draft capital that I have to give up for one versus the other yeah. give me Waddle because I don't have to give up probably a second round pick to get him. Right, right. And uh and honestly Tyreek's gonna be in an interesting spot with Tua as his quarterback and maybe even potentially Teddy. Um or uh, uh, Bridgewater. Apparently Tyreek and Tua are like hanging out and like uh-huh. each other's houses at like two in the morning doing dishes together and stuff. So yeah, who knows well let's let's uh thing, but yeah, the, and we'll see. You never know where that's gonna go, um, and it can turn pretty quickly too. Trust me, with the personalities our wide receivers have in the NFL these days. All right, one more team here, and we've already probably spent too much time. We're gonna have to shorten this up per. To, per division because it's going to be a long uh, podcast otherwise. But let's go to the Jets. I, I really wanted to go them uh, versus the Patriots here. I, I don't think there's a ton of changes with the Patriots unless you have an opinion otherwise. Devontae Parker joining the team there. Mac Jones is a little eh, bit more little, Devontae sure. Parker does a little bit of something, but sure. Um, um, but, huge like, oh my gosh, let's talk about it. Yeah, we, we can, like I said, not enough to, to spend there. That's, there that's but there was two – there's two big players added to the Jets, right? And, and I don't mean big. I mean, you got two rookies, right? You got Brees Hall at running back and Garrett Wilson at wide receiver. Uh, and and then, of course, there's some tight ends. Like, we don't need to get into that, right? I, I'm more curious of the two players every listener is going to be asking about. Where do you see Brees Hall and um, uh, Garrett Wilson as far as just, I don't know, fantasy wise are they are you trying to get them on your team are you avoiding it like what what's your what's your take of the two i'd rather have hall i feel like he's a little bit more dynamic especially in i mean he's the 101 in in dynasty leagues he's the first player off the board easy he was um um, school that i went to actually iowa state he was amazing playing there, scoring, I don't know how many touchdowns I could look that number up, but I'm not going to get into statistics. <laughs> yeah, cool. no, I, I agree with you on that. So just to, just to add a piece to it, um, I think if the quarterback in that particular team was somebody more along the lines of like the Josh Allens of the world, right? I mean, I know he's kind of a, he's kind of a one, a quarterback, but you get the idea. Somebody, I mean, hell, even a Kirk cousins, if you had somebody that was proven as a thrower, then I think Garrett Wilson would be a lot more interesting, Yeah. but I mean, you got Zach Wilson. Um, so you don't have much proof of anything there. Uh, and I hope for their team, like I, you know, I'd love to see Zach Wilson have a good second year. You never know, um, but that'd be my only thing with them. Yeah, and and Wilson Garrett Wilson's got to go through the depth chart a little bit. I mean, not that he's he's not walking into automatic, you know, number one guy. I mean, you got Corey Davis there. He's kind of a veteran. He's pretty had a pretty decent year. Denzel Mims, you know, he's kind of been around a little bit. Elijah Moore had a pretty good season last year. Right. So you got you got some depth there that he's got to work through to get you know to get his touches. He'll he'll be a guy that. Um, 
I see coming on more later on in the year than right away. But yeah, you can't you can't pick a guy like him and be like, all right, yeah. I'm going to get what I want. Trust him right away in this season. But um, all right, the flyer. Yeah, let's move on to the next one. There's so many changes this year, you guys. It's going to be tough to get through all these pretty quickly. But but I'm going to try and push Bobby. We all know Bobby likes to talk too much, so we're trying to push him. The the AFC North here. Okay, North side. You got it. You go first. Let's just get the Browns out of the way. I mean, do we even need to talk about them? I mean, Amari Cooper's there now. That's sure, but who's going to throw him the football? Um, me or you? Yeah. <laughs> The, they should do one of those things where they have uh like what's that 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 movie that they had where like the uh I think it was uh Wahlberg was in it. Mark Wahlberg was in it. He was like the Philadelphia guy, he became a oh. football player. <laughs> I don't remember where they just hold the tryout and this guy makes a team and then he becomes like a player. <laughs> the quarterback, like or they could just do like a raffle every day, every game day and be like, if you're in section two seventy three you take the oh, first snap of the game at quarterback. Woo! You are now the quarterback <laughs> for our team. Let's see. You know how many people would come to the games? I'm not even shitting you. They'd get they'd sell out. They get a one day contract. It would no, they would sell out. I'm not even shitting you. Anyway, uh, there's nothing to talk about there. I mean, <laughs> I think everything that's like, gone on there it hurts all of the fantasy players that are there, right? Yeah. Nick Chubb going like, so like a guy like David and Joe who's finally going to be on his own as a tight end in that system hurt like it just hurts him right yeah. Chubb it's um, painful you're going to get the ball even more and maybe hunt so maybe it's not as bad for those guys but holy cow it is a complete avoid situation I don't care how many times Nick Chubb is going to touch the ball it's going to be stacked boxes all the time yeah like yeah and especially again like if I have, if I can pick Nick Chubb as my third or fourth running back, sure. No, like, so it's funny you say that. I did a, uh, I did one of those. What is it called? The best balls. Yeah. I'm not shitting. He's my third running back. See, I'll take him as a third guy that. I yeah. The real that I don't have to rely on week in and week out, but. Yeah. Man, yeah. it's just going to be hard to put him out there in a best ball, and especially the way that <laughs> that team is looking right now. Yeah. So well, I'm going to skip over um, the Cincinnati Bengals just as a as a as a, a lot of new stuff there. Well, offensive line pieces, whatever. But as far as pure you're, playmaking you're guys, fantasy wise, you're drafting all the guys. Yeah, you're drafting all. That's my point. Like, there's not a whole lot of changes. I actually think they'll have a better offensive season than they did last year. So um, those guys kind of move up in my in my category uh, as far as just you know players because you know you don't make it to the Super Bowls and, and not all of a sudden become a a, a draft all the good guys yeah draft them all draft them all um ravens the only thing i think i mean number one wide receiver bateman i think jumps up some boards um but one other guy uh, dobbins coming back um i think that's that could be a game changer for the ravens as a team uh and if he comes back strong and healthy you know I, I, last year he was drafted pretty highly and I, I hope he stays healthy i think he could have a pretty good season yeah I, I very much agree with that. Anything on the Steelers you want to mention? They're kind of a dumpster fire as well, in my opinion. We'll see what happens at quarterback. I, I think it's just going to take too long. Only, that's the only change to the team, really. Yeah, I, I think I think Pickett is not going to play for the first 12 games. I don't know how quickly he'll get in. If it's not him, they're rolling Trubisky out there. 
Well, so I think the problem they're going to have is they're going to be somewhat relevant. Right. And they're going to be in a Garoppolo type situation in San Francisco, right? Where it's like, well, you know, we're just good enough to not put him on the bench. But what do we do? Then you make the playoffs. The next thing you know, the defense carries them to like the third round. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, holy cow. You know, and I, it's just, I don't know. But from a fantasy standpoint, I don't see, you know, I, I pick their defense. <laughs> well, the way I look at it is it's not going to be worse then it's not like they they lost the best fantasy-wise quarterback when, when Roethlisberger finally retired. Well, but that's my point. They, so, they the, that, like, Trubisky's – Player production. I'm well, not, and, and player I'm production. Tr- Trubisky, the, from a, a pure fantasy standpoint, might do better than Roethlisberger exactly. did. Right? Exactly. But, that's, that's the point that I'm trying to make, is that the yeah. team didn't get any worse when they moved – in a fantasy perspective, the team and not even fantasy, per- just as a team perspective, out. both of them, Bobby, both like fantasy and as a team. Like you're right, they didn't get they lost Juju, but he didn't do shit last year anyway, right? right. So yeah, they didn't get any worse, right? Still, fantasy yeah, wise, Najee Harris is still going to be a top. Yeah, 10 I ish. still, yeah, you still got him up there. Their offensive line should have gotten a little bit better, you know. So that'll help, but but again, like. Like we we can move on from them for now. There's not enough there to really discuss. Right. I mean, we could discuss a lot of things about a lot of teams, and this would take forever. But yeah, yeah. Let's jump over to the other side, um, the NFC here, because we covered two AFC teams. Let's go with the NFC East. Um, I think there's some fun stuff to talk about there. Let's 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 jump right into the Philadelphia Eagles. Right. So love. I loved AJ Brown. Four, love him even more now. I would definitely say. Do you think he's got a better quarterback? I mean, what? Why? What makes you love him more? His quarterback can actually throw. I think a little bit of a deeper ball. You think he's got a stronger arm than Tannehill? Yeah. Ooh, I want to know. Uh, uh-uh. uh. I don't. I disagree. I, I'm like. I wish John was here to settle this debate. But I really would like to know who's got the like who can throw the ball farther. I don't get me wrong, Hertz is more athletic, okay. But but I think I think the arm might go to Tannehill. I don't know. I like AJ Brown. But it's not about a deep ball there. I think it's about scheme, okay. Pure scheme is the only reason I would give an edge to him on the Eagles versus him on. Tennessee. Tennessee is eye formation, pound it down your throat, and every once in a while we'll throw the ball, especially if we're losing, right? They want to win on defense and running the the football. That doesn't mean that Philly doesn't like to do that, because I think every team's trying to get into that running thing. But I think Philly dynamically is more of a spread it out type running team. So they like to just get the ball in their playmakers' hands. They, They run from the shotgun you know, there's just more of that like option, read option passes, you know, RPOs. Like, I, I think, I, I just think there's more of a dynamic of an offense that is going to help out AJ Brown more than the player that is throwing up the football. So, when it comes to those deep passes and really comes down to those touchdowns, too, most 15 or more yard touchdown in the last three seasons so since 2019. DK Metcalf, Tyree Kill. That is the entirety of the list of players that have more touchdowns that are those deeper 
throwing balls than AJ. So that would argue that Ryan Tannehill is a AJ decent deep ball thrower. Eric has fifteen. AJ Brown thirteen. Right. Touchdown, so that would argue that that again. Again, my argument to say that Tannehill is a better deep ball thrower than you think is. I'm just saying AJ Brown's skill set is that that deeper um, touchdown catching. He you know, basically just outruns people. Yeah, and he's a physical freak. Like he just again amazing. The dynamic of the offense that I think he's going to have in Philadelphia is just going to help him. Does yeah. he have the quarterback that can get him the ball? I don't know. I don't think. Jalen Hurts has proven to anybody that he can get the ball to anybody, but he's got a more dynamic offense, more weapons around him with the exception of obviously of Derrick Henry, but more weapons around him now than he's had. I, I think he'll do better, but I'm not like sold on, Oh my God, now he's a first round, you know, you know, top three wide receiver. I'm not there. You might be, but I'm not. Yeah, no, I'm not that high on him, but I, I do like him a lot. All right. Pick one other thing you want to talk about in that division so we can move on to the next. Um, let's talk about the Washington Commanders. Um, they got a new quarterback, Carson Wentz, and a big contract for their number one wide receiver. Uh, I think that's going to be a, a really fun. I was on this team last year uh, with what they could do offensively and being throwing the ball in their best quarterback got hurt um, and is now retired. So that kind of shot down a lot of my whole entire season in a couple of leagues because I was really, I was, I was uh, relying on Mr. Fitzpatrick to be healthy and playing and uh, that didn't help me out too much, but love this team uh, in terms of what they can do in the air. They're going to be down in a fair amount of games. Um, so, oh, I don't know about that. I think I think their defense is good enough. I don't I don't I don't agree with them being down a whole lot of games. I think that division's a lot weaker than people think. Young, um, with is, the exception of Philly, Young is hurt still. Uh, he's coming back from that that injury at the end of the last season, and uh, so we'll see how quickly he gets back. That's part of why I'm kind of downgrading that defense a little bit. I do feel like they'll be playing from behind in a fair amount of games, and so um, that's kind of where I'm. That way, I I hear you. Um, I just still don't agree. I, I think that like I think they're the second best team in that division. Um, even with shit quarterback they might have in Carson Wentz, uh, I think this is Carson Wentz's last chance. If he does not show up, do something, he is he's out the door. I, I really do. I think he's got you know maybe maybe he's got two years in Washington, but if he doesn't you know produce something on you know good film and so on and so forth, he's going to be a a backup quarterback for life. Um, Since we're in the NFC, let's talk about. Well, hold on. I want to. I want to mention one thing before we we leave that division. Um, the one thing I want to mention, just one word. Pay attention to Gallup in Dallas. Okay, that's okay. all I got to say. Move on to the next one. What do you got to say about what division did you want NFC? So. Uh, well, let's go to the South. NFC South. Okay. Um, like it. So technically, I'm gonna I'm gonna use this on a technicality. Players that are changing teams. Mr. Tom Brady. Technically, he retired for like a week. He's back. <laughs> it's the dumbest thing I've ever heard you say. He is. <laughs> he, 
Yeah. If he didn't come back, though, how bad was Tampa Bay going to be? Oh, my God. They're going to be terrible. Yeah. Anyway, what do you want to say? Anything else you want to say on that other than that? Because there's not a whole lot of changes in Tampa. Well, he, he was scoring 25. He was averaging about 25 fantasy points per week. Uh, he's a top five, depending on your scoring system, uh, quarterback. And I, I expect that to repeat. Uh, oh, well, and here's the thing is, God, like you're going to get Tom Brady in like the 10th round in most drafts. Okay, you, maybe. Again, that's all. It, but you know, but we talk league. about this all the time in one quarterback leagues, Bobby. Like you can get away with getting a quarterback round 10 or more and be fine. Right. So, yeah, if, if Tom Brady's available in that pick, yeah, great. Yep, absolutely. I don't disagree. There's nothing. It's just not going to change with the guy. As long as he's playing football and has a pulse, you have him as a potential starting quarterback on your team. Right. And then um, with that, looking at the wide receivers that are on that team now, um, Evans is going to be huge, especially early on in the season with Godwin Hurt still. Um, we'll see something out of probably Russell Gage, who they had. Yeah, I was going to say, there's really the only thing to talk about here that's changed is Godwin's injury and Gage, and then who is and is there another one? The only guy I think of, maybe Tyler Johnson. But I think Gage ends up being a pretty solid pick on that right. squad. Right, exactly. And so he'll be someone that, you know, if you pick him up in the later round, which he'll be a later round pick, yeah. um, you could pair him with a, a later round Tom Brady. I mean, um, well, I, I, I mean, think about it, Bobby. Is he not? Is he kind of a? You know, can you see an AJ or an uh, Antonio Brown type of when he's playing season for him? I mean, Antonio Brown had a decent season when he played in Tampa last year. Do you think that's kind of what he gets? Who are we talking about? Great Gage, Russell Gage. It's, Basically, he's replacing like Antonio Brown. Yeah. Um, you know, something in the 700 yards and like six touchdown range. Well, I'm not, I'm talking about more fantasy points, right? So, so Antonio Brown had around, I'd say like, I don't know, he probably averaged 17 points a game because he had like one or two games where it was like, he blew up with like 30 points, but I think he averaged probably close to 17 points a game as a fantasy player. And I could totally see Gage doing that shit. Gage did that with nothing at quarterback and a terrible offense. I mean, it wasn't 17 points, but he probably got 10, 12 points a game in Atlanta. Last, so last two seasons with Atlanta, he had about 700 tu- or 700 yards and four touchdowns. Yeah, I, I yeah, I don't know. Like it's, yeah, not, it's right. not a huge change. I think he can. Do you, I don't think he's a thousand yard receiver. In Tampa, just because there's too many too many weapons and and it's you know Tom Brady, he's going to throw it around for him to get to a thousand yards. But I could totally see him have setting records for himself and yardage per year in his in a yeah. season Everyone's and touchdowns in a season. Everyone plays better when they play with Tom Brady. Yeah, so I can totally see something for a guy like him, like just as throwing it out there, like eight hundred and maybe not, it's called nine hundred yards receiving and like six touchdowns, right. and that for a. 12th round wide receiver, I think you'd take it all day. I think the only other one uh, team that we really well, there's actually that the South is pretty relevant in terms of changes. So I was going to say the only one that we need to talk about now is New Orleans, but really Carolina made a couple of changes now at quarterback. So I'm going to well let's let's just do a real quick let's do this. Here's what we're going to do with Carolina because 
outside of their quarterback, they didn't make any giant change. I mean, you're going to have a healthy CMC. We can talk another time about do we – who drafts him and where do you draft him. That's not for today's – yeah, that's not for today's show. Jerry Moore is still going to be a – you know. No, no. Well, okay, we won't get into it. But let's let's go quarterback, okay? If you can have one quarterback pick the starter week one and the starter – Week sixteen. Um, well, I'm gonna be controversial and just say Baker Mayfield both times. Okay, I think if he's healthy. He's the best quarterback on that roster. Um, so barring health, I don't know that he would ever give up that position as the starting quarterback if he was given it week one, especially against his old team. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, I'm going to go with you with Baker. I, I don't think you make the trade if you don't plan on starting him, although they gave up a lot more to get Sam Darnold than they did Baker. I just see you're making that trade. You're trying to get a guy. He's the guy. But yeah, I'm going to say in week 16, week 16, Matt Coral starting the belt, starting the football game. I don't because they're, they're going to be they're going to be two and fourteen, <laughs> two and thirteen coming in that week, yeah. and they're going to say, Screw point, it. "Let's see who this rookie is." The Baker, yeah, the Baker experiment would be over. Yeah, exactly. Uh, firing contracts on the other two, and they got to go. Okay, let's get two, three games out of this rookie. See what he's got. Yeah, uh, New Orleans wise, uh, I do agree. I think there's some stuff to talk about there. Um, I don't want to take too much time again, just for the sake of what we're doing here. We got four more divisions to go through. Yeah, you got uh, Chris Olave coming in. Yeah, yeah. So there's. Let's talk about. You pick one player. You pick one player you want to talk about. I'm going to pick one, and we'll move on. Um, you have one minute starting now. Go. Um, can I talk about a player that's already on the team? Of course, yeah. Okay, then I then I'm gonna talk about Alvin Kamara. Um, he's got his pending six game suspension. That's gonna affect how you draft him and when. But um, if I'm gonna try and win my fantasy league, give me a top seven running back in the fourth or fifth round any day of the week. I can't play him for the first six weeks, but guess what? There's 10 more weeks of the fantasy season that I'm going to be starting him. And if he's my flex guy and I got two other running backs that I'm starting above him as well, I'm going to win a championship. Wow, you got that in under a minute. I like it. Good job. All right, I have potentially our first bet. Are you ready for this? No, but go ahead. Okay, Jameis Winston is a top 10 quarterback at the end of the season unless he gets hurt. I'm going to put a caveat in there because that's not fair if he gets hurt. Barring no injury, and if he misses a game, two games, that doesn't that's still a full season as far as so he has to play 14 games. Let's call it to, so as long as 14 plays, games, as long as he plays 14 games this season, he's going to be a top 10 quarterback. I say no, okay. That's our first bet. John is crawling right now. I bet if he once he listens to this, he's like. Why the fuck does Joe keep doing this? <laughs> <laughs> you, you do. Um, but my my half a minute here, I do think uh, Jameis. I you know, I think the offense is set up in the position for him to do well with court or with wide receivers: Jarvis Landry, Chris Olave, uh, 
a guy named Michael Thomas, who we might all know. And here's a funny one. I'm just going to throw it out here because he's on the list. Kevin White. <laughs> the infamous Chicago Bear. He's going to save us. <laughs> you know, wide receiver they drafted in the first round five yeah. years ago. But, no, I think he's got too many weapons to not have a, you know, a, a legit chance of having a great season. So there's that one. Moving on to the next division, let's go back over to the AFC. Um, Bobby, why don't we talk a little bit about the South? Because I think that one will go pretty quick. AFC South. So yep. I uh, think we go with Jacksonville. I'm going to throw you a carrot. Talk about their running back room. Um, I like Etienne. Um, I don't even know if I'm saying his last name right. So I apologize to everyone for that. But um, I think he comes back. I think he's pretty dynamic. The check down rate for um, God, Lawrence. There we go. Couldn't think of his name. This uh, this reduced stability is reducing my stability. Uh, <laughs> you are. That is brutal. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but that's like the dad jokes that we all have nowadays. Like you just you just totally threw that one in there. When, all when right. And you come up with these things. Uh, On that note, I'm stopping you because no, the analysis has been brutal for the first 30 seconds. The, and let me get into it. <laughs> okay. Um, he had the highest check down rate. It was over 10% on passing plays. And so with that, you ratchet up the value in PPR for any running backs in that backfield. It's part of why LaVishka Chenault, I think, didn't he get like 100 catches? Oh, I don't know what his number was, but it was more than he should have. Yeah, exactly. And the only reason is because Etienne wasn't there. And so that's where I think he will uh, take some more um, targets and things like that. I like him a lot. I'd like to see what that running back room is going to look like by week five. Because I think, uh, isn't it Robinson coming back from an injury, um, but should be healthy by like, week one of the preseason or something like that. He's probably going to get the bulk of the carries, but dude, he had a lot of catches last year too, as just an overall. So ETN, if I remember correctly, they kind of said he was going to be more of a swinging type back, you know, where he's, he's in the backfield, but he's not, and he catches a lot of passes. So I think he, honestly, the role I see him playing is kind of like that Cordero Patterson type of role. Um, Maybe a little bit, obviously different as a running back, but you know, I don't know. I, I think he's a unique player. Um, I I think if you can get him at a at a good round, he could be a great player. But I think people are going to just draft him way too high. Yeah, he'll be drafted pretty high. I think it will actually be worth it in the end. But it will be one of those like, ah, oh God, I don't know. He's not. He's going to be like that fringe RB two kind of flex sort of guy towards the beginning of the season. And then we'll go see with health and everything how things run through. Chenault, I misspoke. He had 100 targets, not 100 catches, 63 catches last year. Um, and then they it just shows you how bad the quarterback throwing was. Um, right. And then they just added uh, Christian Kirk on a. Very- well, I was going to say so here, I, I got two comments on this. We'll move on to the next team again. We've taken about three or four minutes on them. Christian Kirk, I'm out. Not going to be in on that one. That's just me. But Evan Ingram. I am in, I am in right. on a late flyer for him. I agree. Uh, next team there, you want to talk about? You pick one, Bob. Give me, uh, somebody to, give me tell, something to talk about. Tell me about Indy. All right, so Indy, I think, got better in the quarterback room. Um, 
for what they need. Okay, so they what Carson Wentz tries to do is he tries to be more than a game manager, and that is not what Indianapolis needs. Indianapolis needs a guy exactly who he is. Yeah, that can manage the football game, get the ball to the players that need the ball when they need it, and period that end of story. So I think what they've done is just become a better football team. So if I'm looking overall, um, I this is a bold statement. Maybe it's not a bet I want to make with you, Bobby, but I think Indianapolis as a defense could be the number one defense in the NFL at the end of the season and not. And honestly, the reason why is because of the offense. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? It does. Offenses dictate a lot of what defenses are able to do. Yeah. So that's where I'm going with it. Um, so, yeah, from a, a pure just team standpoint, uh, they haven't made a ton of moves no, as far as players go. They do have Philip Lindsay in there now, obviously backing up uh, Jonathan Taylor. That might cut into a little bit of Naheem Hines type of stuff, um, just as a as a uh, in, interesting info. Michael Pittman could have a pretty decent season. Again, we don't need to go too far into that. Um, there's just not a lot of depth at wide receiver, but again, you got a quarterback that's going to get the ball to the guy that, that needs it when he needs it. The only other thing of interest is that Jack Doyle retired. So Mo Alley Cox is the only tight end that's really, um, kind of cemented in there a little bit. Right. Yep. Kind of, it's a flyer tight end kind of look at matchups, see what, what goes on throughout the season. No, it's not. Honestly, Bobby, it's not a flyer tight end situation because did you know this fun fact? Every other tight end on their roster is a rookie from la- either a rookie new this year or a rookie on the team last year. Joe coming in strong with fun facts. Yeah. So is he the guy that played last year on the team and is in his second full season? But, you know, you get the idea. So they're, they're all really, really young guys. So Molly Cox, I think, is going to be the only tight end on that team. Um, all right. Next one. Uh, I'll throw you. You know what? Let's just not even talk about the Texans and the Titans. I don't think there's a whole lot there to discuss. The only, the only thing with Tennessee is that while they got rid of one wide receiver, they added another um, when they picked up Robert Woods. Well, Woods and Burks. So that I guess there is two things and to talk about there. But again, you got to think about it. But they're going to be running. There's first. just, there's just, yeah, Woods there's just that receiver. I mean, yeah. Woods was great at throughout the season until he tore his ACL, and then it was, then then now he's. Got his ring and then over to Tennessee, and we'll see what happens there. Um, yep. You know, a, a lot of these guys coming back from injuries, just a matter of keep an eye on when that return date's going to be, and then, uh, you know, give it another couple of weeks before you really see who they are. Yeah. And as far as Houston goes, they're just trying to be the first overall draft pick this year. Uh, there's just nobody there. Who do you pick as the starting running back? Because they're all dog shit. Um, they brought in that he used to, uh, Mac Marlon Mac, but he may oh. not start. He's gonna be the he's he's the number one, yeah. Well, no, we'll see. I just thought, yeah, it's, we'll see. I would like him to be the number one because I do like I like him, but I, I who knows. All right, moving on. Let's get let's let's get on to the next one here. So, what do we got? Let's go back to the NFC, let's go west because you know we're gonna finish with the Vikings. So, NFC West, what do you got? Um, well, we can start with Arizona. They, they, they made some splashes. Obviously, Mr. Kirk is gone, but they made a trade during the draft, brought in Hollywood Brown. He's a little bit closer to his namesake place, or his uh, nickname place, at least. And uh, that will be interesting to see how he 
to be able to take over the wide receiver room with Hopkins gone for the first six weeks or so of the season with his suspension. Um, another guy that will be interesting to see where he gets drafted with Mr. Hopkins. Um, he's going to be one of those later round guys that he could make a big impact. We know injuries kind of impacted his uh, effectiveness at the end of last season. So we'll see how that all plays out. But a really interesting guy there. And then midseason last year, they brought in um, Ertz at tight end. We loved Ertz way back in the day as a standalone tight end originally. Um, and now we'll see kind of what happens here. They, they did uh, sign him to a three-year deal, about $10, $10 million a year or so. And so um, I think Ertz will kind of be in that fringe, you know, between the 6th and 12th tight end each week. And a couple of weeks he might do a little bit more, but he's definitely going to be startable and someone you'll be able to grab later on in, in the draft. Yeah, and I think just Arizona in general it, with Kyler as a quarterback is just going to be an interesting, fun team to watch. Um, I will say this. Uh, what happened to Kyler? Like, he was all pissed, and now he's fine? I mean, are we sure he's fine? <laughs> Hello? What's going on? I don't know. James Conner is the only other one that's really talking well, about. Well, I was just going to say, he his running mate, Edmonds, is gone, so Conner's absolutely should move up draft boards. Uh, he helped me do really well in a, in a couple leagues last well, year. James Conner, when it was just him, he got about, like, 26 fantasy points a week. Oh, yeah, he was he was awesome. He, he literally, right. literally – Absolutely awesome for my team that I had. Um, real quick on the position, so definitely yeah. he's a he's a running back one two kind of thing. He's he's gonna kind of dance on that line all season long. Solid guy to have on your team. My opinion, real quick on the San Francisco 49ers, I am avoiding them like the plague. Yeah, it's weird. I, I don't want Trey Lance. I don't want Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't want any of their running backs. I I, I mean. Elijah Mitchell, don't get me wrong, yes, had a great season last year, but they all said Trey Sermon was going to be the guy. He wasn't. Like, so Elijah Mitchell, maybe I go on, on with Elijah Mitchell, but I, I mean, I'm Debo, God, he should be so good. But what the heck is going on? Right. So I, I just, what's happening there? They just, they just, all of them, I, I mean, they all are. The, and by the way, the only reason I'm saying I'm avoiding like guys like Debo is because people are going to draft him in like the second round. Yeah. And that's, and that is a absolute waste of a pick. Like right. I'll take Debo in round six. Yeah, and that's the thing, he won't be there. There's right you in a twelve team league, you are the twelfth lowest on him in that draft. I agree with you that I'm not gonna take him in the second, probably third round. Again, if he's my second or third wide receiver, I'm okay with that. But yeah. if he's my number one wide receiver, I have to get back what he did last year in order to really return my investment on him at that position. And, yeah. and I'm taking him at his ceiling. And there, I don't know that he does much more than he did last season. All right. And, one player I'm going to ask you. I'm trying to move us on so we can try to get this in before it's I too late because I think we're just going to talk about these changes and stuff. Really fast about 49ers. The later you draft, the better because we'll have a little bit more clarity on some things. Absolutely. So if you're if you're drafting Labor Day weekend, you're gonna know a lot more about where these players sit. Right. I agree. Beginning of July, yeah, I'm avoiding most of them. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, 
All right. Uh, Seattle. Well, I mean, what do you want to say about them? They're going to suck. Yeah. I mean, the, the the player, I mean, I don't know if I'm drafting. I mean, DK Metcalf, yeah, you got to take him. He's going to probably get, honestly, he might get even more footballs thrown his way than he did in years past because he's just, it's just going to be, you know, what's his name, bailing out, trying to throw it down the field. <laughs> yeah. He could get 600 targets, but if they're, right. they're yeah. all like only 30 yards in front of him because the quarterback can't throw the ball anywhere. Right, right. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's another complete, like, I'm going to let somebody else have him and they'll do whatever they're going to do with him throughout the season. It's, it's a complete avoid situation. It, it's, it is. And, and, the, and the running back situation is a complete crapshoot. I mean, Rashad Penny, I think, is the lead, right. as they say, in that backfield, but. Ken they, Walker's probably going to take it over. They will give Houston a run for their money for that number one overall pick. Yeah, they will, but I, I think they're a little bit better. Honestly, you want to know what it is? I think I don't think Drew Locke's a terrible quarterback. I think I put in an interesting situation last year. He didn't get a chance to really play too much. When he did play, he didn't play great, so tough. But anyway, we'll see. Um, but uh, the, the, Ra- the Rams is really the team I was going to bring up. So the only big change they made, what, well, number one, what are we doing with OBJ, right? But number two, uh, Allen Robinson, the, the second, is now there, and I think he could thrive. I do too. I agree with you on that. I, I like Allen Robinson there. Um, he's going to be a good compliment to Cooper Cup. Is is uh, Beckham on the roster? No, no, no. He's a free agent. Right. I'm just more of the okay. statement of, like, what happens. Because he's out. Right. He's, uh, he's still nursing his – you know, right. ACL or whatever. Um, Super Bowl. So like, I don't know that he gets back this season. And if he yeah, does, I, when, yeah. and like, the effective and all that kind of thing, which makes Allen Robinson all the more valuable. Well, that, and you got to think they, that not only do they not have OBJ, but they also don't have Robert Woods. So you're looking at a really a one two punch of Cup and Allen Robinson. Right. Love it. So. I think that's a, a good spot. I do think the, the the running back situation there can kind of be a little bit interesting. Um, Acres is probably going to move up draft boards. I think it's to be mostly a committee, uh, but Acres with Acres being kind of maybe the focal guy, but but still mostly the committee. Yeah, I, I think Acres will eventually have more of that backfield. I think he'll they'll go back to what they were planning on having. I think uh, of it as more of like a Josh Jacobs was in Tony, Oakland. Isn't Tony Michelle gone? Sony yeah. in, uh, in Miami. Isn't oh, I'm not worried about Sony Michelle. I never was. Well, Sony Michelle did a lot when uh, they needed them. Yeah, because people were hurt. Right. Henderson Jr. Yeah. is the guy that's going to give him, you know, the the share in the backfield. It's gonna be it's gonna be him and Acres, like 100. Wow. Um, percent Like I it's, said, I I see kind of like I the Josh Jacobs yeah. in the in the Oakland Raiders backfield last year where. He's the the guy, you know, but he's he's getting spelled left and right. I think it's the same situation that you were talking about earlier, just with a different team where it's going to be a guy that I'm not willing to pay what most other people are willing to pay for when it comes to acres. Yep. And yep. for that matter. All right, let's get in the AFC West. Let's finish that side up. Then we'll go into the, the NFC North best division in football and then we can kind of wrap it up for tonight because uh we didn't even get to the other stuff because we're already at about an hour if they play in the west you're drafting them 
Yeah. AFC West player, you're drafting him. Yeah. I guess let's just highlight the changes. Obviously, in, in Denver, you got a new quarterback. Yep. Um, both running backs are taking wide receivers. Uh, I think are going to have a much better season than they've had in years past. They might go. I've, I've noticed in rankings, they're not that much higher than they've been in the past. So I think you can actually get some value out of like a Judy. Um, yeah, Judy and Sutton are both going to be drafted a little bit lower than they should be. Yeah, exactly. Where you got like a guy like Christian Kirk. If you're debating, you got Christian Kirk or you got Jerry Judy. Like, I'm yeah. sorry, but it's Judy all day for me. But yeah. some people might say, oh, well, it's going to be you know, Christian Kirk. You got paid so much money. Nah, sorry. Not happening. Um, Kansas City, obviously, they've had a lot of changes. Uh, I guess the big thing we can highlight there is who's the new wide receiver. I mean, anybody – first of all, you got – Okay, let me let me take a step back. Um, Travis Kelsey is already the best tight end that there's ever been for the most part. Um, I think he's going to have the biggest season he's had ever. Yeah. I mean, you just eliminated – the only guy that really took targets from him. Right. So, that's the weird thing. Everything I'm hearing, whenever I'm looking at stuff, they're like, oh, he's, he's on the down slope. I'm going to take a couple other guys before him. It's like, why? Why would he? Like, this is the best. It, he's still Travis like, Kelsey. Dude, like, I don't care. He's still, what is he? What is it? Let's see. Is, he's still 6'5, 256. You can't put a cornerback on him. You put a cornerback and a safety on him. He's still going to catch the ball over both those guys. You bring in a linebacker, I don't know, that has a little bit of height. Let's call him 6'2", because linebackers just aren't that tall in general. Like, he's, st- he's going to outrun that guy. Like, it's just he is a mismatch to every single thing you can possibly do against him, period. Pointing out there was that small slump that he had last season, and everyone's like, oh, is this indicative of what's coming? And like, Listen, he is 32 years old, okay? So, you know, there's not that much legs left in him, but, you know, who knows? That's what you said about me, and look at me now. Yeah. <laughs> and I do think as a, as a whole, though, just as a, as a side note, yes, they lost Tyreek Hill, but I think the offense is going to be better. Yeah, it could be. I mean, it's, it's definitely going to be interesting to see what happens. Um, well, they got more depth at running back. They bring in Ronald Jones. Uh, you got Jarek, who had a pretty good end of the season, and, and then, of course, CEH. McKinnon, I think McKinnon's going to do something there. If, I would I, love to see that. I don't, I don't agree with that, Bobby. But they have more depth at wide. Dude, listen, their wide, their wide receiver room got better. They got Sky Moore, the rookie. They got Juju and Miles Valdez Scantling, Marquez Valdez Scantling. Like, like their wide receiver room is better than it was last year, and they lost Tyreek Hill. I disagree with that because they lost Tyreek Hill. Well, but, okay, I, that's a great point because Tyreek Hill just. Raises everything. You don't get better by losing. You don't right, but as a whole, as a whole, say about that. Yeah, (laughs) that's my transition over to Oakland because I think we've kind of beat that dead horse over there in in Kansas City. Oakland's made some big changes, bringing in one of the better wide receivers in the league, and really, I love I love the move that was made because not only did Green Bay make a stupid trade. Um, which I just um, just absolutely love that. Yum, yum, yum. Uh, oh, God, they're so Hey, good. don't do uh, that ever again. Oh, they are dumb. Don't, I don't want to hear your lips smack and say num, num, num ever again. That is not allowed. <laughs> Jesus. Just, oh, my God. It's, 
It's so tasty, though. Yeah. They made, oh, God, just stupid. Um, I think here's my opinion on that. It elevates everyone on that. It know. does, but here's what I think. I think right. Devontae Adams' value goes down yeah. slightly, yeah. but everybody bit. else's goes up, and specifically Derek Carr. He just got that much better. Right, exactly. You just they're just gonna be throwing the ball. It's just confidence yeah. there. Running back, you still don't really know what's gonna happen there. Um we didn't see what we we're hoping to see in Jacobs. And, I uh, think Jacobs is gonna be what he's been, a borderline yeah. top fifteen running back every week. I don't think that he's been a borderline top fifteen running back every week. Oh, uh, dude, a couple years ago he led the league in in touchdowns or dang near it. He had like yeah. 15 or 16 touchdowns a couple years ago, and that alone just props him up. Doesn't matter how many yards you get. Plus, he does he does do some third down work. He's a borderline top 15 running back week after week. I, I like Waller a lot this year. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I think you you take away some of the stress that Waller's had in, in years past. Absolutely. I mean, you are going to not see probably like 20 targets a game for Waller anymore. No, but. but I think you you'll get better quality throws to him. They'll do a little bit more with it. Absolutely. And then the only other team here, and just not a lot of change. Like they didn't change anything. Like I, the the Chargers. I mean, they're they're as good as they were last year. Not change to talk about. Yeah, it, there's not a, a big change or adjustment, at least on offense. You brought in didn't they draft like Isaiah Spiller? I guess. That's yeah, funny. but what's he gonna do? I mean, what he's gonna sit behind Austin Eckler all year? Right. If you need a easier handcuff for Austin Eckler, maybe take a couple things away from him a little bit, but not much. Yeah. And then at wide receiver, you, you got Mike Williams, Keenan Allen. Maybe maybe a third wide receiver comes in there, but not really. Um, tight end didn't really change much. Gerald Everett, I guess, kind of came in as a, as a substitute. But I think Donald Parham is, is probably the guy. Maybe not. I mean, who knows? Um, not relevant. Yeah, not relevant move on let's talk about the best division in football we just did the nfc north <laughs> oh dumb. we we did just talk about the best division in football but you know we love we love our north here we, we so bears um we'll just pretend that they don't exist beat bears Battlestar galactica yeah uh, bears yep. are... justin fields yeah. is probably a good backup for your team if you want to just have somebody oh, and hopefully right. something happens to them. <laughs> He's a good late round guy to grab, and who knows? Everyone might yeah, think he's like, he's running like he could be a top fifteen ish. Nah, nah. He just there's just not enough weapons for him to be good. We're talking about changes and new players on teams. They don't really have that. Yep. Detroit Lions. Any changes? Anybody new there? I mean, they drafted a guy, but he's not going to play for like six weeks, right? Guys, that's more so a put that little like red flag button on them, yeah, for the draft and be like, Hey, I'm gonna maybe pick him up in week four if I need a wide receiver. Maybe he's the redraft auction, like you put him on the side there and you're like, I hope I can get him for a dollar because everybody else runs out of money, you know, like, like get him at the very end and throw him on your IR. Yeah, you're not gonna get them for that in the like the keeper auction leagues because somebody will probably be like, oh, "I'll get them for ten bucks and try to keep them." Right. But uh, but in the in the redraft auction leagues, like he's a total stash him over there and wait. Hopefully, everybody runs out of money. You get him for three bucks. Green Bay, 
Um, well, one change. They have zero wide receivers now. <laughs> Um, <laughs> one, one change they have. They what they didn't they lose all three of the their their and, three biggest MVS, wide receivers. MVS is gone, and Adams. Uh, they do still have Lazard on roster. So here's a question: Does Lazard now become like a thousand yard receiver? Yeah, he does. So it, in that case, here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say in that case that you can draft in those later rounds and have a solid wide receiver two that is like the third or fourth wide receiver that you actually draft onto your team. Yeah. I, well, here's the thing. Okay. So it's either Lazard or Sammy Watkins, but I think Lazard is absolutely favored to have that type of season. Right. He already has a relationship with him, and, and Sammy's just, he's Sammy's just dealt with too many injuries. Watkins. He came on the scene strong as a rookie and then he's just kind of faded. And they got a rookie wide receiver out of the deal here. Um, but that I don't personally team. think is going to, I mean, maybe I'm I'm not, I won't say that. I, I do think he could, he could be good. Wise, but even with a dynasty, like you're not all too enthused about it because, uh, Aaron Rodgers is about to leave and he's 40. Yeah, no, no, I agree. Um, that's why, by the way, I'm so excited in our dynasty league that my boy Adams is no longer a Packer because. <laughs> Because it just makes him a better keeper. He's got even more life in him because he's got a younger yeah. quarterback throwing the football. So that's all. That was nice. Um, we got the Vikings. Actually, not a lot of changes. No, but they're the biggest change is the scheme, right? So I mean, we don't have to spend a lot of time because we're basically at the end of this. Offensive scheme wise, just a question. Everyone's value goes up. Uh, they it, the presumed value, right? They may not have a better season. We have no idea. But let me ask you this question. Here's it's a question, not a bet. Does Justin Jefferson? That's right. That's right, Bunker. Woo woo woo. <laughs> Does Justin Jefferson even sniff what Cooper Cup did? Oh, ooh, you're talking about like the best statistical. Wide receiver season ever. Ever. Yeah. Does he come um, close? I don't know that he gets close to that, but I do. Like, if I. This might be a bold statement. It's not a bet. I think he does better than Cooper Cup this year. This year? Okay. Yeah. I don't this think that we need to make that bet either. Um, it's a bet. You want to put a. I will take Justin Jefferson. You can have Cooper. Cup. Well, I don't want. I I don't want to take the bet because I don't okay. think it's a complete stretch that that could happen. Okay. John um, is welcome to take me on on that bet if he wants to, and he might he might not, take you on that one. But John loves him some Jefferson, Bobby. He probably won't take that. I know. I know. I, and he he'd be right not to because it really is closer than than people will give it. Yeah, I, I do think it's closer than uh, maybe what meets the eye, but we are biased as all right. heck, so that's not a complete surprise. But, but I, say, I say all that because there are some leagues that people are taking Cooper Cup at pick three, and I'm saying exactly what Buster just said. Don't do it! Don't do it! Don't do it! Grab Justin Jefferson instead. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you can. Well, yeah. If you're if you're the third pick, though, you can't. You know, you can't wait, so to speak. 
Uh, you just got to make the decision who you like better. All right. Uh, very good. Um, I mean, we got through it all and, you know, we did so in just over an hour. So maybe we can cut this down a little bit next time. But this is us talking way too much as always. I Although I enjoyed it. I mean, heck, you know, I hope the listeners did, too, because really we have a lot of fun with this. You probably got a little bit of insight. You heard about just about every team uh, to get through that in, in just, you know, about an hour and five minutes or so. That's pretty, pretty good, in my opinion. I mean, we went through 32 teams. We really, if you think about it, it two minutes of team. Yeah, something like that. We did not cover any of the other stuff we said we were on the back end, but that just gives us something more to talk about next time. So uh, you'll hear a couple of these posts coming up. We will have some rankings coming up. Anything you want to touch on before we say goodnight, Bob? No, I don't think so. Good deal. Yeah, so listen in uh, over the next couple of weeks. We'll start getting a little bit hot and heavy in this as we get into later weeks in July. August, obviously, being draft season. We will have another mock draft for those of you that liked that last year. Um, like I said, rankings will be coming out uh, for us here in the next couple of weeks. And those those ranking ones, we're just talking about kind of more players we like, not necessarily how they'll be drafted for us, but who we like, why we like them. And, and it gives us some fun stuff to kind of talk shit about. Uh, who we got in different spots. And I know if I showed Bobby my rankings, he would laugh out loud uh, at a few spots. But uh, that's okay, and I can't wait to debate it. That's all for us tonight. Any uh, final words? Do you have any quote or a nice saying that you did last year for us? Um, I, I don't. <laughs> I got a great toast. I think you got it tonight. I got a great toast from a friend. We uh, I played We played golf today, and we were having a drink at the end or whatever, and he said this awesome toast. It was so good, but I completely forgot what it was. So Joe, all I got to say awful. is good night. I hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> it was awful. I got this wonderful toast that I'm not going to hey, tell you Just guys. know that that thing, that toast, is. Good. I'm going to hear it again, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it next time. So it's going to come. Now Now everybody's going to want to listen in to see what the quote or the okay. toast was. Okay. I got I, we got Cliff Hanger. I got a quick one, really quick one, and I, um, this is an oldie but a goodie. So, raise your glass. Here's to a long life and a happy one, a quick death and an easy one, a good man and an honest one, a cold pint and another one. <laughs> I like it. All right. I enjoyed it. I'm out. Bye. Peace.